Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 138, Attraction IP Mix-Up. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight is Tom. What's up, Pete? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the rides come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. So I guess I'm going to have to explain this episode a little bit before uh, before we get into it. Well, before you before you jump into that, we're only 12 episodes away from 150. Like, do you think we could time? Or no, it wouldn't work from a time standpoint because that's 12 weeks. But anyway, that's just something to note. We're only 12 episodes away from 150. We could we could like skip a bunch of episodes and just say like episode 150 is like our triumphant return to Disney. I think I think we uh, we save our triumphant return in September. Like we 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 go ahead and and plan for the episode and just wait and release it as 150. I, I think maybe maybe uh, you, our listeners out there, hopefully we have some listeners out there. Let us know what you think about that because we got to do something cool for 150. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But anyway, right, let's let's go through the the concept for this. I don't know where this came from. This has been a this has been on our episode list for a while, so I don't know if this was a suggestion from a listener or if Tom, you, or Matt or I made it up. Or I, I don't really know where this came from. So you definitely did this. Well, I, okay, I don't know where the idea came from, but you definitely mixed this up and, and made it a, a thing. Yeah, no, I did. And, and basically what I did, I took, I think, 12, 13, something like that attractions. I dumped them all into Excel. I had one column with the attraction, one column with the intellectual property that is used on that attraction, assigned them all random numbers, and then mixed them up. So for instance, and, and I'll give you one that, uh, that we're not going to be using on, on, this, uh, on this episode, but you could take the Little Mermaid and all of a sudden make the Little Mermaid into a Cars ride. That, that's kind of an example of, of what we're doing here. And, you know, the ground rules, the bulk of the infrastructure the, the infrastructure of the ride has to remain the same so no huge changes in the ride you know you can change the theming you can change the ride vehicles but you have to work within the space that that is there Does that makes sense and, right and one thing before we get to the before we get to the news and and uh our sponsor i do want to mention when he says you can change the ride vehicle it still has to participate in the same way so if little mermaid was our attraction we still have it's an omni mover attraction. Like you can retheme the actual vehicle itself, but it's still an omni mover. We're not going to change that. Correct. All right. Well, before we get into that, let's go to the news. Keeping with the theme from the last several weeks, really a light news week this week. But just a couple of things I want to hit. First off, we did uh, receive word that the Polynesian will not reopen fully until summer of 2021. And going along with this announcement, the monorail station at the Polynesian will close starting October of this year. So the DVC side is still open. The villas are still open. You can still stay there, but it will not have monorail service. When the resort does open, supposedly it's going to reopen with Moana-themed rooms. And, and we've seen this at uh, Ohana a little bit already, but apparently Disney is retheming who knows how many, but several rooms at uh, at the Polynesian to Moana themed. So this does not look good for Trader Sam's for our trip uh, upcoming in September. 
sincerely doubt it's going to reopen at this point, but uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed. Going along with that theme, reduced hours at the parks are scheduled to continue through November 14th at this point. Again, those hours, Magic Kingdom 9 to 6, Epcot 11 to 7, Hollywood Studios 10 to 7, and Animal Kingdom 9 to 5. Going over to Hollywood Studios, Sunday, Rise of the Resistance did not distribute boarding groups as planned at 10 a.m. Instead, they had a modified schedule. They distributed groups at 12 and 2. I didn't really follow up to see how many groups they got through on Sunday, but uh, be be anxious to find out and, and follow the progress of this as we get closer to our trip. Hopefully, Disney will iron the bugs out of this ride so uh, so I do get to experience it uh, in a couple weeks. A couple other pieces of news. Uh, the, the new hotel, which was formerly being called The Cove by the Swan and Dolphin, has now been officially renamed to the Walt Disney World Swan Reserve. Really nothing else to say about that, uh, but it is a new hotel by the Swan and Dolphin. And then finally, sadly, we have found out that the void is permanently closed at Disney Springs. All employees were given notice to uh, to seek out new employment, given the, uh, given the uncertainty of the times. This is sad to me. I really enjoyed the void. Hopefully they uh hopefully they get back on their feet and they can continue to uh continue to do what they do, although I think it is gonna be a challenge for them. Not really sure what the dispute is between them and Disney right now, but but apparently there is something and uh so probably will be difficult for them without those intellectual properties. So that's all the news we have for this week. With that, let's pause for just a second to hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando, and the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. All right, Tom, let's mix up some of these attractions. And I don't, I don't really want to, like, have you do one and me do one because some of these, if I get stuck with, I have no clue where I'm going to go with them. So was, let's 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 talk I was through just these together. Say that. I, I was going <laughs> to say that, like, we sometimes have a really well thought out outline for episodes, and and you know maybe I have a list, Pete has a list, and we're going to talk to it. This is literally, it's like he just threw this on a page. We have no notes aside. I, the only thing I've been given, the only thing he's been given is here's your attraction, here's the new IP you have to fit in it. I, I'm going to – I'll start the episode because I want to go somewhere I'm confident that I can I can maybe make something fit. So I'm going to go to the Twilight Zone. So that's our attraction. And the IP that I'm going to fit into the Twilight Zone is Peter Pan. So you're going to turn the, the Tower of Terror into a Peter Pan ride. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably going to make it the uh, the clock. Like that's going to okay. be the outside. 
Okay. And you're you're going think like what we've seen. What what is that clock? What is that clock called? Big Ben. What's that clock? Well, Big Ben is the uh, is the bell. Okay. Well, anyway, the the outside of the building will be the clock. Okay. And think what they've done at Tower of the Twilight Zone. What they did with with Guardians, right? So, so you want it to be very like whimsical. Yes. Peter Giggly. Pan. Giggle. So how, how do you fit it? How do you fit a drop in? What do you mean? You can fly, and then you fall, and then you fly again. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm learning how pixie dust works. I can get on board with that. And, but- and I was trying to say that um, you will uh, fly like our guy over at Flight Passage. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that's probably the because it's it's still just going to be up and down, up and down. Like I, I can't move forward at all. So I'm probably in the scene for for Tower Tour when you move through the twilight zone and then you get to the where the where the drop sequence begins i'm gonna i'm gonna really maybe push that as you're, you're moving through the children's bedroom to the window uh of their bedroom and then you fall immediately you start you get hit with pixie dust and you start to float I, I, hey i like it i i'm surprised because i looked at that and said wow i have no clue how we're gonna make this one work so no i i can get on board with that do you have any other i mean ideas there because you say you had no, did I like, did I hit your memory with something where you think could fit? Well, no, I, I mean, I, I, I think that's good. I think the only issue that I have is that the drop on Tower of Terror comes really at the end of the ride, right? So for a Peter Pan ride, it makes it a little bit more difficult because wouldn't you be learning to fly? Shouldn't you be learning to fly at the beginning of the ride? But I, but I think you're, I think as, as long as you theme it of going through the bedroom really slowly and then Peter Pan says, think of a, Think of a happy thought. Think of a think magical happy thing. thoughts. Yeah, and then you try to fly, and, and then maybe everybody on the screams on the screen. He goes up, <laughs> and you go down. Maybe just a slight drop, and then you start to kind of think like, uh, you know, I don't know. I, listen, you, you gave me, you gave me <laughs> nothing. nothing here. Okay, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make something to fit. No, that's, no, I, I like it. That's what I'm sticking to. And now you're on the, you're on the hot seat. <laughs> All right, um, I want to go. I want to go to Smuggler's Run, and so the the new intellectual property that we're going to fit in Smuggler's Run is going to be Monsters Inc. When I when I think of Monsters Inc., I immediately think of the the doors and the the door chase scene. I I'm having I'm having a tough time figuring out how to make that fit in the Millennium Falcon or a motion simulator like that. I think you have to completely gut the the Millennium Falcon to make this work. And and maybe maybe turn it into more of a turn the ride vehicle into more of a flight of passage like thing where you're riding on a door through the factory. I don't I don't know. So similarly to how you said you didn't know what we were gonna do with the one I spoke on, I didn't know what the heck you were gonna do on this one. <laughs> I, so I know exactly which which scene you're talking about. And I think it has to be something with the door and going through that chase scene. Now, the the uh, our rules were you can't you can't overhaul the attraction. I, I guess like we're gonna have to remove the Millennium Falcon from outside. I mean, obviously in this scenario, you can't fly the Millennium Falcon in Monsters right, Inc. Right, right. It's not it's not Galaxy's Edge, so we have to remove that from from our thinking. I just don't know, like from a th- and I know Disney could figure it out, but from a theming standpoint. Like I don't know what the way it's constructed today, you get to explore the Millennium Falcon and then go ride the attraction. And then you're what the waiting yeah. room are you going to put people in? Um, I think you retheme it to the to the the scream or the scare fact floor or whatever the factory is. 
you know, and you're, so you're exploring the factory, you, you get into, and, and maybe you go through a door or something like that. The, the problem is that there's no real vehicles or anything in that, uh, in that movie. And, you know, I don't think I've seen the second one, so I, I could be wrong in my thinking that there's not anything in the second one, but there's not really any vehicles or anything like that. You know, this, this could work, I guess, as a, as a, as a shooter. I mean, it, it could work similar to what they have where you're shining a flashlight on people. I mean, you've got a gunner seat in, in the Millennium Falcon already. Turn it, turn it into, you could turn it into four gunners and, and, uh, two, and two drivers. You know what? I completely rethinking this on the fly here. Completely Love rethinking it. this. Uh, instead of going the door route, you are now a member of the, uh, whatever the child protection agency or whatever it is. And you're flying in, in one of their helicopters to neutralize a child. So this is, this is pre like, uh, you know, pre movie that's, but that's your, you're, you're going in and there's a child and stuff goes wrong and you're, you're trying to neutralize this child. How about that? Is, is Monsters Inc. Pixar? Yes. Oh, perfect. So instead of Toy Story Land, we would have made Pixar Land. Who would have thunk it? And you could fit things like this in there. <laughs> what a, I, I'll get off my soapbox. What a great I, idea. I, I, it would have been a great idea. I don't understand how they fumbled it so poorly. Speaking of speaking of Pixar, we're really going to do a nice little Pixar mix up here. I, I'm going to take Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor as my attraction, and the new IP is Toy Story. Look, this is really easy to me. You, you, you yeah, Toy Story so. theme it up, and, and you keep it as a comedy show. The With only wooden buzzy, right? Wooden buzzy, Woody and Buzz. Well, God. we could bring Buzzy too. I mean, he's from Epcot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can bring him over. But here's my only concern: are are the like the voices of Buzz and Woody? You can't you can't just fake those. I agree. And. You know, often what you see with Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, they don't have a real f- voice for for Mike Wazowski. They don't have a real voice for Sully. So, are these side characters enough? And can you replicate those voices or create, you know, maybe maybe uh, characters that were in the movie that didn't have a voice themselves? Yeah. Can you create that and put it in here? That's my only concern. Otherwise, I don't see why this wouldn't be just as funny with a a retheming of Toy Story. I agree with you. Yeah, I think this one's really easy. I think it writes itself. I mean, there's a lot of different directions you could go with this. There's a lot of different characters th- that you could throw in here that I that I think, you know, you could do passable imitations of their voices. I mean, think of a Slinky Dog. You know, it's it's pretty easy to do a passable Jim Varney voice. Yeah. You know, there's the what's the T-Rex's name? Rex Wallace Shawn has a very distinct voice. So I think there's a lot of that that you could probably do a passable imitation and, and get through fairly easily. Well, you took a uh, you took a pretty easy one, so I think I'm going to take a pretty easy one here too. I'm going to take Splash Mountain, and I'm going to th- retheme it to Avatar. This this writes itself also. This ride becomes what Navi River Journey should have been. I mean, that's I, that's all you have to say here. Exactly. On one of the Patreon episodes, we talk about what they could have done to improve Navi River Journey. You know, maybe add a drop into it, some of the projection mapping. Okay, you have it here. You don't have the projection mapping in place, but you have the space to do that. You have the space to put the animatronics that I talked about on the Patreon. We need more animatronics. 
you have the length of ride that I think does signify a river journey. And you've got it, several drops it, into into caves, into different different ecosystems of Pandora that you could explore. Yeah, I, I think again, I, I think this is really, really, really easy. And obviously we are having a retheme to Splash Mountain. So I, I'm sure Disney will do a great job with Princess and the Frog. Uh, this is just kind of one that, that we said, hey, what about Avatar? You know, how does this fit here? And well, it doesn't fit at in at all in Frontierland and Magic Kingdom. No, no, that's no. not what we're doing here. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> No, so I think this writes itself. Again, I, I'd love to see the animatronic from the shaman from Navi River Journey at the end of Splash Mountain, you know, in the in the riverboat scene. I think that would be a very fitting end to the ride. And it's a long ride. You really get a sense of the different places in Pandora by by going on, you know, by turning it into Splash Mountain. Or by turning Splash Mountain into Pandora, rather. You give it the you give it its justice. I, I I don't think either of us think Navi River Journey is a bad idea. I just think it was poorly executed, and I think if you were to give an attraction, you know, an eleven minute runtime or whatever Splash Mountain is, you'd have the time and the space to really pump some some content in there, some substance into the attraction versus what we have in in Pandora. And outside of that in Pandora, I think everything else is fantastic. I, Disney didn't miss it all. They just missed with Navi River Journey. So I'm going to take one that when I first saw this list, I was like, no way. I don't know how you do it. But I've kind of started thinking some ideas. I'm hoping either you have another idea or you can help me through this one. So I'm going to go the attraction Midway Mania. Midway Mania. And then the IP, I'm going to go Snow It's Snow White is what Pete gave me here. All right. So I'm thinking I'm thinking from the dwarf's pers- the seven dwarfs perspective. Okay. I'm thinking hi ho, hi ho, right? It has to be in the mine, right? I mean, you're in the I, mine. I think, you're yeah. in the mine, and you are mining for jewels. Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree. I think that's I think that's the only direction you can go here. Now, I don't. So, ride vehicle. I'm fine with the screens. I'm fine with the ride vehicle. I'm just trying to figure out. I don't know if like the pull string gun works. So, I'm trying to figure maybe, out. Maybe how you, you get could, a pick some kind of pick controller or something yes. something to handheld that you're I mean you're swinging so you're going to be hitting other people. I don't know how you make that work, but but yeah, I think so. I I there has to be a way that they could formulate some kind of pick, right? And and again, it's the same kind of scoring base. How many jewels can you collect uh in your seat? You know, you're playing against the person to your right or to your left, you know, depending on where you're sitting and you're playing with the people behind you. I think it I think other than that, I mean, I you could very, very easily theme this to be. You could knock this out of the park. It's just functionality of how we, how are we going to mine for the jewels? I just I need the the instrument to. How are we going to make that instrument work? Yep, I think so. I think so. I, no, I like that. I like that. All right, next one on the list. Uh, the attraction is Peter Pan, and the new IP is Star Wars. I, I think this is a really easy one too, because Peter Man, Peter Man, Peter Pan is a. Slow he is a man. God, I can't talk. Because Peter Pan is a slow-moving, omnimover type ride, there's not a lot you can do with this. So what I think you do is you turn this into a slow-moving spacecraft flight over a world of Star Wars, be it over the Death Star, be it over the third moon of Endor, be it over Bespin, be it over Hoth, something like that. You throw in some, you know, similar to Peter Pan has now, you throw in some animatronics. I mean, you could put advanced animatronics in here like they have on Rise of the Resistance. 
it'd be it would make it pretty cool. You throw some special effects in, and all of a sudden you got yourself a bang up ride. This is one where I asked Pete if we could change the ride vehicle because I'm like Pete, I'm not doing Star Wars from a pirate ship. Like I, I don't know how that would fit. So I, I don't uh, disagree with anything you said. I think you're right on. You've now just created a pretty good attraction. And this is a bigger, like bigger showroom than people think, or bigger space. There, there's a lot of, I don't want to say there's a lot of room in there, but you could, uh, I think you could easily make this work. And I like it, the the ideas that you put out there for us. Yeah, there's there's several scenes in Peter Pan that are that are in separate rooms and they're separated enough from each other that you could have a lot going on here. And yeah, I mean, you you obviously you have to, uh, you can't have. Uh, pirate ships floating around. You have to turn those into spacecraft, be it X-Wings or little Millennium Falcons or, you know, whatever, what have you. So I, we're, we're getting to the portion of our list where like, I, it's like, don't step on a mine. <laughs> and in that, in that light, no, no, seriously, no pun intended. I guess I'm going to take Seven Dwarfs Mine Train as the attraction. The new IP will be Toy Story. I, I just, I'm living with Toy Story here. Pete, I mean, do you want me just to say Slinky Dog or... Yeah, I I think that I think that's all you can do here. I think it, it becomes a more intricate Slinky Dog. My my only problem with this is that the you're in you're in mountains. You know how do you make that fit Toy Story? Do you turn those mountains into? Do you turn it into like a Pizza Planet like thing where you're going around stacks of cups and you? I I, I don't know. Do you turn it into Andy's bedroom? What what do you do because you can't. You can't leave it as a mountain, and you can't well, leave it as a mine. Uh, you can't leave it as a mine, but I mean, I had toys as a kid that were like mountains. Um, mm-hmm. but I actually like to change it as Pizza Planet. You know, the... Uh, I'm just... I'm struggling. Like, I wish you would have said Twilight Zone is the attraction and Toy Story is the IP, because I would have just said, you're the claw. Like, you were <laughs> yeah. being picked up and dropped by the claw. I mean, outside, seriously, I mean, I think the best comparison here, we already have it. We have Slinky Dog. But it Seven Dwarfs is a more in-depth attraction than Slinky Dog is, as far as theming, in my opinion. And so if maybe maybe this is something in Pizza Planet. Maybe this is something in Andy's bedroom. Uh, but I, I like the whole idea of going around cups. Uh, but I think it it's still the – toys, the toys interacted most in, and, in Andy's bedroom. So it's got to be something there. Well, could you turn this into a something to do with Sid? Where I was thinking about that. You know, there's it's it's kind of a horror show type. You know, you're trying to escape from the from the scary toys, and then at the end, everybody's happy and comes together. That that's kind of the direction that that I look to for this. And so then you're in Sid's backyard, and maybe there's maybe there's some explosions, maybe there's you know, whatever. You know what? That's probably the because I was thinking, how do we incorporate Sid into this and make it a little scarier? That might be the way to do it. All right, next one. I, I'm going to take the cop out here. Pirates of the Caribbean and Frozen. I don't think you have to change. Uh, I mean, all you do is you put Frozen Ever After in the Pirates of the Caribbean space, right? So, so I okay. So no, I I um I do think this is a cop out, but. What I would I would make it is Arendelle. Is that the the town? Arendelle, Aaron yeah, Arendelle. So I, I'm keeping pretty much the same structure of Pirates of the Caribbean, and you're going through the town of Arendelle. So I'm I, instead of doing like the projection mapping in the video, I'm doing more like the actual town itself. Because think about when you okay. go through Pirates. 
So that's that's the route I'm going. I mean, everything's going to be frozen in blue. Uh, it's going to yeah. be nice. And I'm I'm more doing like a tour of Arendelle than anything else. Okay. Not a I, retelling no, like of that. the movie, but it, more of a yeah. tour of Arendelle. Yeah. No, I, li- I like that. I like that. I, I think you can incorporate a lot of the aspects of Frozen Ever After in this. But, but yeah, I think you're right. Going through the town of Arendelle, going through the whatever the forest in the in the second movie. I mean, you could do you could do several things here. So, so kind of a cop out on that one. Pretty easy. I'm gonna take what I feel is a cop out, and I'm maybe you have different thoughts here. I'm taking the attraction flight of passage, and I'm gonna put the IP of pirates in. But I'm probably not going the direction you think I'm going. So I'm probably gonna have to gut. A little bit of the like capacity, and I'm changing this into maybe like a four seater miniature yeah, boat. I, I was thinking the exact same thing. And so you're going to have to be buckled in because it's obviously it's still going to move up and down like Flight of Passage does. So it's and a mini, it's a mini mini Star Tours type uh, type motion simulator, but you've only got like two or three people sitting in it. Yes, yeah. but I'm giving you paddles. <laughs> All right. And somehow our paddling, yeah, I don't want to say we're steering it. I'm think back like when Disney Quest had that thing. I'm thinking more in that vein, but this is obviously souped up, right? If you don't want to do the paddles, then I'm doing a four seater. The seats in the back are slightly elevated from the seats in the front, so you can see. And you're you're on the wildest ride from a simulator standpoint. I, I lose my stomach on flight of passage. Now I have a pretty sensitive to lose my stomach on stuff. I think this would be awesome. And you have tilting of the boat, so. You know, kind of how I don't want to talk too much about flight of pass, but maybe tilt a little forward. You hit a wave, you kind of bounce back. That you would get be the, the route mist I'd in go. your face. You get the air blown in your face, so it feels like there's there's motion. And I think the story writes itself. I I think you can go Shanghai Disney Pirates of the Caribbean, Battle for the Second Treasure. You can put the story from that in here, and just go through it as a motion simulator rather than on a boat. And still have, you know, a lot of the practical effects. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I mean, that's pretty much the exact direction that I was uh, that I was thinking for this. Well, I am... There are, there are like, two or three on here where I'm just like, what? All right, well, let's, let's start from the top and just hit the, hit the rest then. Because I, I think we've taken all the easy ones out of here. So the next one we've got, the attraction is Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. The new IP is Figment. I think this is probably the easiest one we have on the list still. This could just be a wacky shooter kind of thing where if you hit a target, maybe you smell something, maybe you hear something, maybe the lights go out of the room. You know, I I think there's there's stuff that you can do where you're shooting these targets. Now, obviously, you're going to have to take Zerg out and the batteries and, and why you're shooting, but maybe you're trying to build imagination power or some, something like that. But I think that you can you can make this so that if you if you hit a target, uh, like what happens in Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin now, but to the next power. So all right, so all right, I'm thinking of this in two different ways. One, each room is its own sense. Okay. So the 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 and and for ride variability, depending on the target you hit, the smell you get. So maybe sometimes you'll smell skunk, sometimes you'll smell whatever. You know, I think. From a, a pure scare factor, there needs to be a couple targets in there that if someone hits them multiple times or enough times in a row, the lights shut out in a room. I mean, people would scream. 
And when the lights shut out, yes. all of the targets are lit up for maybe a second or two. And the lights come back on. I mean, this is going to a wild and wacky, but this is Figment, right? He's wild and wacky. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, obviously, I don't know how you do taste and touch. Maybe maybe uh, something pops out on your ride vehicle. Well, think, think about um, the end of Bug's Life. Tough to be a bug. When all the little bugs crawl under your and, – and, you know, something pokes you in the butt or something blows in the back of your neck. I mean, I, taste is really the only challenging one, I think, because obviously you're not going to have people licking the ride vehicles. Yeah, no, I think – I actually, so this is one I was I, I said I was worried about, and I, and I like that we're kind of teaming up on these last, last few we have. I, I like a lot of that. You know, maybe you hit a target and something crawls under, under your seat. Or pokes you in the back, or the exactly what you said. Some you know, wind hits you. Uh, that that's touch, that's feel, and and I think you just make this as wild as it can be, and people just have. I mean, people I think would have an absolute blast on this. Yeah, I mean, you could have you could have a sound room where there is no light, and you're you are targeting based on your sense of sound. Where where you hear the targets is where you shoot. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I think I think I think there's. Places you could go with this. All right, Pete. I, I'm going to go out of order because I think this is so <laughs> stupid. How in the world did we land with the attraction Seas with Nemo and the IP Twilight Zone? I, it's totally random. It was totally random. Okay. This is stupid. How do you make the Seas with Nemo and friends terrifying? It's an I Omnimover. Mean- I don't know. <laughs> I guess you have like... You actually electrocute people because water's all around you. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I guess you make it. This is miserable. Yeah this this one's this one's tough. I, the only thing I can think of is you know because you, you do go by a, a lot of windows that they have projections in, and I mean, I guess you put elements in there, but there's no exciting element to this ride at all. Like literally, it is a slow moving. On now, if we include the aquarium in there, could you could you do something with that? It's an aquarium. What are you- <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me think about this for a minute. Yeah, I, I just I don't see any way to make this worthy of. But maybe we're thinking about this wrong. Maybe it doesn't need to be a thrilling ride like Tower of Terror is. So I can. I was totally on board with all right, on the Omni Mover portion of the Seas with Nemo. That is you entering the Twilight Zone. I okay. just get stuck when I get off the attraction because I think. If it wasn't an aquarium, maybe you could have Twilight Zone things. Just yeah. Like okay, and I'm and I'm thinking like walking. So walking around and there's different Twilight Zoney type things in there, but it's an aquarium. Mm-hmm. That's where and we can't remove the fact that it's an aquarium. Yeah, I don't want to get rid of the aquarium. I, I guess I'm thinking like um, you know, I've done New Year's parties at the aquarium. Maybe this is like a haunted house at the aquarium. I it just then I, everyone's yeah. like why did we put an aquarium here? I, <laughs> maybe it, maybe it's just a seasonal overlay. Uh, Twilight Zone aquarium. Twilight Zone with Nemo and friends. I, I I don't know. I mean, if you really want to get dark, maybe we watch Nemo go to the Twilight Zone. He basically went to the Twilight Zone. But I yeah, I don't know. And and on the Nemo note, Rise of Resistance and Finding <laughs> Nemo. So our attraction is the Rise of Resistance, and the IP is Finding Nemo, and the more I think about this... I don't think this is that difficult. I think you could do it. Yeah, because Rise of the Resistance is 
it's kind of a journey, right? You're, you're off planet, you're in a shuttle, you enter into, look, I mean, let's, let's start from the beginning. Okay. The first part of Rise of the Resistance, and I'm not going to give away too much of the ride, but the first part of Rise of the Resistance could be, okay, you're Nemo. And in this part of the ride, you are being captured and put into an aquarium. All right. And then the second part of the ride, when you would get on the ride vehicle in Rise of the Resistance, is you escaping from that aquarium. And you're swimming. Look, these are autonomous vehicles. You can make it seem like you're swimming. Slap a fishtail on the back of it. Put a bubble over it. And guess what? You're a fish or you're a submarine now. And just and go through. Here's how we escape from the aquarium. Okay, yeah. The more I think about it, yeah, I totally agree. I think uh, without giving away too much about the attraction, you very easily, with all the projection mapping capabilities... A couple different portions of, oh God, it's so hard to talk about without giving away Rise of Resistance. I almost want to say, if you don't know about Rise of Resistance, skip ahead because there's uh, two parts, one one part in, in the middle of the attraction, one toward the end that I think fit very well, um, you know, jumping back into an ocean type type mm-hmm. stuff. Exactly. exactly. I think you could, I think you could do this and I think it's easier than I initially thought because when I looked at this, Pete, I'll be honest. I'm like, why are we going to mess up Rise of Resistance? Like, it's, it's the best, and especially with something that I don't, I don't, I'm pretty indifferent toward. I'm indifferent toward Finding Nemo. I like the show in Animal Kingdom. Just leave it at that. <laughs> All right. So, the last one, and now that we're in a Star Wars theme, we're going to take the beloved, well, not so much beloved anymore, the formerly beloved Journey into Imagination uh, as our attraction. And we're going to drop an IP of Star Wars in it. <sighs> Pete, I have n- literally nothing that comes to mind initially. And I'm thinking through like the original Star Wars. Like I'm going deep because I... Well, I, I don't know what you do here if you're not telling a Star Wars story. And, and whether that's a new Star Wars story or an old Star Wars story, this ride lends itself really well to... You know, the different rooms representing different scenes. So you've got, what, four or five different scenes that you can tell here? It's not going to be real exciting because you're in a you're in a vehicle that doesn't move very quickly. So there's not really a whole lot you can do with that. But I, I think of this more of like a carousel of progress with Star Wars, where you've got animatronics, maybe they interact. Maybe you've got some live actors in here that interact a la Great Movie Ride. So maybe you turn it into something like that where you go through scenes from the Star Wars movie, maybe you tell the story of Luke Skywalker in four or five, and Darth Vader in four or five scenes. Put in your put in your biggest and baddest animatronics here. Maybe have a few live actors in here, and and just turn it into a glorified retelling of the first three Star Wars movies, with with the appropriate special effects. So I I do like that. I, I think it has to be storytelling because there's not too much you can do to uh to change this i mean it it's a slow moving attraction you know you think of the ride vehicle today you could keep the ride vehicle pretty similar if you're going to go storytelling route i like the live actor idea i almost like you like what you said i mean think back to what we had in great movie ride we had a lot of big areas with big scenes there are big enough areas to uh to to do something like that so i would i would say that you could do a storytelling here Imagine if you're if you go into a room and boom, there's a full size Millennium Falcon in there. How impressive is that? A full size Millennium, like not the Millennium Falcon size of what we have in Galaxy's Edge. 
Yeah, or like, you know, half of it. Like if you, boom, you pop into the next room and there it is sitting there. Like how impressive would that be? I do think, I think you could do, I, I like the storytelling idea. I think that's the only route you go. You're not going to make this thrilling. You know, you're not going to make this motion simulator think smugglers run. You're not going to make this rise of resistance. We got to work with what we've been given here. And we've been given a difficult attraction to fit any type of thrilling Star Wars attraction in. So, so yeah. that's our list. That's the list. And Pete, I, you know, kind of going back through it in my head, it wasn't as bad. I mean, for random selection, it wasn't as bad as, as it probably could have been. I mean, the one that I think stumped us the most was Seize with Nemo as the attraction and then Twilight Zone as the IP. I thought some of these fit together really well. And are there any on here where where we've significantly improved the current attraction in space? Probably not. Probably not. Pro- I mean, maybe uh, <laughs> the only one that jumps out potentially to me, I think you could do something cool with Star Wars and Peter Pan's attraction. Yeah. And I think you could, I, I really believe you could do something cool with Peter Pan in the Twilight Zone's attraction. Well, I, I think that if, you know, if, if you're getting rid of Splash Mountain, I'd like to see it avatar themed i think that would that would improve the attraction it's getting a little dated at this point right there are a lot of attractions i think you could put in that space at splash mountain and make them successful like there's a lot of different ip uh princes and frog i definitely think will be successful but there, you know moana could have been successful there's a lot that you could fit in there i think and make it work the only other one that really sticks out as interesting to me is is uh midway mania's attraction with snow white i think that could be fun and then i really like Figment's IP in the Buzz Lightyear attraction. Like making that as wacky and crazy as, as we discussed, to me fits Figment. I mean, he's a, he's a wild dude. He's a wild dude. All right. Well, anything else to say about that? No, that was a, that's a fun episode. Um, I, I don't know if we got, again, I don't remember how we came about this topic. If someone suggested it, thank you for the suggestion. I'm sorry we don't remember exactly. We, we have a pretty extensive list of ideas, and uh, and this just happened to be the one we pulled today. And thank goodness that the random selection didn't get worse than it already was. Yeah, and I could have, we could have had Dumbo and uh, Frozen or something like that, right? That would be challenging. Cause if you said Dumbo and Star Wars, I'm like, oh, a little mini Millennium <laughs> yeah, Falcons. Easy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's go to the uh, trivia question and secret for the week. What do we got? So, secret of the night. Did you know it is best to visit Fantasyland and Magic Kingdom at nighttime? Fantasyland takes a whole different and often less crowded feel at night. If you haven't seen the carousel lit up in the evening hours, you may truly be missing out. Another small bonus of visiting the park at night is that Fantasyland makes for the great last-minute viewing location for the fireworks. With Happy Liver After, you would miss out on the projections of the castle, but a very uh, last-minute fireworks spot, it's not too bad if, if uh, Fantasyland is your choice. As you can imagine, Fantasyland is, is where a lot of the kids like to spend their time in Disney World. And so it, it obviously is going to be least crowded at night. I, I recommend this jumping on seven dwarfs mine train about 10 minutes before the park closes, just hop in line uh, because it will be probably the lowest weight. It'll be all day aside from doing it first thing in the morning and, um, and it gets you in the park a little bit later. So a uh, trivia question last week, I asked what year did sunny eclipse start performing? If you guess 1995, you were correct. Sunny eclipse is the animatronic alien who performs in Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe. He's been on stage since 1995, and he performs a 27-minute long show with different songs and jokes. The instrument he uses is a glowing keyboard called the Astro Organ. Sonny's set includes eight original songs co-created by Walt Disney Imagineering and composer George Wilkins. So going to the trivia question of this week, I, I have this, I'm just kind of blown away by the size, the actual answer here. But anyway... 
How tall is the iconic guitar at the opening of Rock and Roller Coaster? So everyone knows it. When you turn the corner and you're walking to go ride a Rock and Roller Coaster, there's a giant guitar. Great picture spot. What I'm looking for, how tall in feet? How many feet tall is the iconic guitar at the opening of Rock and Roller Coaster? You can tweet us at Podcast or email us at mendoww at gmail.com with your guesses. All right. Well, that's all we have this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Podcast. Also check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash mendoww. If you have any suggestions, questions, comments, please tweet us or email us at mendoww at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.